Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. And we're back for another episode of Outdoor Country Talk. All right, Poole. <laughs> so, this episode, I know it's airing a couple weeks after we're recording it, but this episode, we are we have made it to the 2020 2021 waterfowl season here in Mississippi. How you feel about it? Well, it's been just a wonderful bang up success so far. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep going with it and keep on tromping. Now, I haven't got to hunt in Mississippi very much so far this year, but everywhere else I've been, it's been really awesome. So, Right. Really, I've our only Mississippi experience has been our spectacular teal hunt. That it, they, I mean, it had its own episode. I um, that story is going to go down in my memory as, you know, is definitely one of the top ones, especially where an ATV is involved in a three-mile walkout with the judge and everything. So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it made its own story. So, Ironically enough, I was looking on Podbean just a few hours ago. Ironically enough, that is one of our, I think, like our, out of our last, 10 episodes that is one of our most downloaded episodes we've had really that one so i guess when you title it <laughs> howard miller wins again it makes everybody wonder what in the world went on in howard miller so every duck hunter in the state of mississippi has probably dealt with Can howard miller, so in they, some fashion they all wanted to hear just what got us this time mm-hmm. absolutely write a book about that place in the mud yeah yeah, it's got to be documented somewhere. If it's if it's not yet, it will be. I don't know. I mean, that to me, that place just it, it's amazing because if if it's dry, it's, it's golden. If it's wet, you you better suit up and get ready because it's some of the nastiest mud that I've been in. Period, and I've been in a lot of different junk in different areas. So it just sticks yeah, I to know we you know we've uh. We've talked to some of our hunting buddies that's, you know, got some draw hunts this year. Some of them, maybe you and I should go down there, not hunt, but show up, you know, 11 or 12 o'clock, just kick back off the gravel road and just watch people coming out. Film. We need to film everybody coming out and ask about short so? stories. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, on the episode where we talked about the guy coming out that had his ATV with his trailer behind him, but the trailer no longer had an axle. He was just dragging <laughs> yeah. it on the mud. That's a guy. That's a story that needs to be told. Yeah, because I mean that poor guy couldn't. I mean he couldn't even take his ATV home that day because his trailer was tore up. Yeah, we left one there for three days and messed up somebody's anyway. duck hunt. At least one person's duck hunt. Because they saw the buggy and thought we were in there, so they didn't hunt that hole. So there's no telling who else we messed up on the other two days. That's right. Fun times, man. Fun times. But it's here. And get kicked off. It is. Dude. Excited for it. I'm excited. But anyway, we've got a Mississippi hunter today. That could probably, I don't know if she could tell us about Howard Miller, but I bet she could tell us about killing some ducks, <laughs> catching some fish, killing some deer. That's right. A little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything. 
Yep, yep. But today, everybody, we have Miss Carly Jo Williams from West mm. Mississippi, just east of the interstate. It's Small town of West, y'all. West Mississippi. <laughs> Carly, how are you? Good. How are y'all? We are doing good. well. Good, good. I'm finally glad I got to jump on with y'all. Well, it's I've been, been looking a, forward it, to it for a while. It's been a minute since we first it talked has. about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been one of those where it's, it's like something comes up each and every time. Uh, but busy, 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 busy. Hey, for those who are partic- pers- persistent, you know, all good things always pay off. So we finally got you on today and can finally get get That's some right. of the wisdom and knowledge that you have. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I just shoot. I I I talk hunting and fishing, and I'm not I'm not a professional by no means. I just I love it and I enjoy it and. And I, I just, I try to do my part with it, you know. Well, Kylie, kind of start us off a little bit here. Kind of tell us how you first got involved in hunting and fishing. You know, was it a, was it a family member? You know, what, yes, what kind of got you started well, in it? My, my family, they're, they're huge avid hunters. You know, I grew up doing it. Um, I'm the only girl, um, in the family, you know, and I'm, I'm the youngest one. So I grew up with the boys. So I've always ran with them. Uh, my daddy, he's a big hunter. You know, my grandpa was. Um, they just, it was always, if my daddy, if he'd go fishing, I'd be right there beside him. Or if he was going hunting, I was right there with him too. So, um, I grew up doing it and I, I enjoy it. And hopefully one day I'll be able to pass that to my kids. Well, now, Carly, you know, I, Jeremy and I both like doing the same thing with our kids, but tell me from, mm-hmm. from your standpoint, is that not some of the greatest memories that you have? It really is. It really is. I mean, they're, it, you know, they always say it's not about the kill. It's not about the catch. It, it's always about the memories you make. And, um, I truly believe in that because I mean, I can look back, um, and I still remember. Just times, you know, where it was me and my daddy or me and my grandpa in the woods, you know, um, with or without a kill, you know, it just those memories. That's something you cherish and that will last. Well, I know from my standpoint of it, one of the one of the earliest memories I have of, of my daddy and I hunting and y'all, most people have probably <laughs> had this same one, but trying to match strides when walking in. Or walking out, yeah, because mm-hmm. you know, yep. like the same pace, keep up the same pace. You know, I'm I'm six yeah. one, and my daughter's. You know, we've been doing this for a long time, but her little legs usually take two or three <laughs> steps to my one. But I can remember as a kid trying to match Diddy's step, where I would try to stretch it out, you know, to make that <laughs> same step. And it, you know, it, it's one of those things I catch myself now looking down, like, all right, she's trying to match me step for step now, like I used to, so. That's right. I'd always, with my daddy, I'd follow him right behind him. I'd step right on his footsteps, um, trying to match him. And it's not a not an easy task, but it's just one of those earliest <laughs> thoughts that you know it. It wasn't the sits, it wasn't the the snacks or the whatever we had going on or the talks that we had going. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those simple things like that that it, it brings me back all the time. You know, when we're walking in or walking out of a place, it's just one of those things you think about. And 
kind of right. leads you back down another trail of memories. You know, well, I, mm-hmm. I remember when this happened or this happened. And, you know, that's times that you can't get back. It's times that you can't duplicate doing anything else. That's it. That's right. I mean, I, that's something you cherish for forever. Well, I know, Carly, you say, you know, you're not a professional. There's nothing we are either, but you have a, a strong, I guess you could say social media presence. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. we, you know, we were just talking about it before the show. We've seen you, you know, catching, you know, white perch, you know, killing ducks, killing deer. How did that evolve into your, I guess you could call it quote unquote status that you are now? How did that evolve through the years? Well, you know, like I said, I grew up hunting and fishing. Um, I just, I got to where I was, uh, uh, extending out, doing more things, um, getting involved with, uh, different hunting companies. I go to a, a bunch of different hunting expos and, uh, shows and just getting to meet people. And that's pretty much where it started. Um, working in the marketing area of that industry. Uh, you just grow with that. You you get to travel the world. You get to meet a lot of people in the hunting industry. And um, I'm very blessed to be able to do that. I won't be honest with you. Nowadays, it's it's all social media. Marketing, that's your, that's your top, your top market. Uh, social media. If you want to, you know, try to sell something, um, uh, promote something. It, it's your, it's your social media that, that, that gets the, the eye. Um, it's, it's just what it is. Um, and that's came a long way. You know, I'm sure, you know, y'all have been just kind of like surf, surfacing the, the Facebook or Instagram and all these outdoor hunting companies, you know, they're growing by the minute because they're constantly posting or, or going and doing and filming this and that and, and posting it daily, you know. Uh, that's how you get your views. Uh, that's how you get your audience. Well, they've def- it's just by consistency. They've definitely got me to buy more than one thing by posting it on there all the time. But, that, but that's the third it. Time that's I've that's seen part it, of I'm the like, market. Hmm. I mean, that it's the hottest, the hottest thing right now. It's, it's just, it's just market, uh, marketing sales for all kind of things. You know. Well, Carly, how did that change whenever you kind of started, I guess you could say, getting recognized in the outdoor mm-hmm. industry? How did that change your hunting? Or uh, it? Well, you know, it didn't. It, it wasn't going to. It just All the difference it made was just me being able to meet more people and getting to travel to different areas to hunt. Um, just seeing more places, getting to hunt different uh, species and, and or fish uh all over you know and that's why i love it i mean i truly truly love it i i always have and it would have never changed you know if i tell people all the time if social media shuts down today i'll be the same person as i was yesterday um it's just it's a true passion of mine Uh, i can you know i thank my family for raising me into that um but yeah, I mean, I, I truly love it. Um, I get to go and, and, and hunt a lot of different areas and, and fish. So, um, I, like I said, I'm very blessed. Well, and I want to, and I want to show my main goal is just to show women, um, and children, you know, you know, they, y- y'all can, it, 
anything is possible. Anything is possible. You want to hunt this, you you can do it. You want to fish this, you can definitely go do that. You know. Well, and we've talked about it on here before, Carly. That uh, you know the relationships that you build, whether it's through social media oh, yeah. or through you know just being in the outdoors. You you can run across so many opportunities that you would never have any other way. You know, uh, I went to Canada a couple of years ago. I met a guy on a hunt, and he invited me to come up to where he lived. He was from Canada, and it was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and warn you now. Don't invite me. I'm not mm-hmm. that person that tells you they will come and they don't show up. I'm that person that's knocking on your door in a week going, hey, are you ready? <laughs> I have diesel, I have diesel wheel travel. It, it doesn't bother me. And, you know, the relationships you make, whether you're in a duck blind or a camp or something, you, you make friendships that last a long time. And whether it's friendships or acquaintances, you know, they can lead you to different places that, you know, you never would have the opportunity if you were just, you know, trying to pay for something out all on your own. Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know you get invites all the time. I get invites to go places. And I'm like, I never would have gone there any other way or any other reason. That's right. That's, I mean, that's just, that's why I truly love it too. Just the people you meet, um, and the relationships you grow, you know, meeting people with the same passion you have. It's an unbelievable feeling. I can't describe it. You know, whether I'm in the duck hole or, or just, or fishing or just anything you can imagine, those people around me, you know, that means a lot to me. And, the friendships, I mean, you can't beat it. And it goes a long way. Oh, yeah. I mean, you wind up between putting business deals together to helping somebody move a piece of property or whatever it is. That's right. You know, you, you know to connect. Well, hold on. I know a guy that's in that. Let me reach out to him. Well, that's exactly you know, right. You've helped two people, you know, do business that might have never done business before through a hunting, you know, through an experience mm-hmm. in the outdoors that you had in the past, I had one not long ago like that, and it was it was too off the wall, have nothing to do with what I normally do, and it was like, hey man, I got a buddy in that. Let me give him a call. I gave him a call. They reached out to each other, and I think they're going to wind up working out a really good deal between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like- that, that's pretty cool. It's just. Uh- yeah, it's, it's pretty, like, the relationships you build, I mean, it just, it goes a long way, like I said. Well, and I know from from a daddy standpoint, I always like watching what you're doing because I can show my girls. Now, my girls know that they can do anything that they put their minds to. That's something I've drilled into them since day one. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you, you can outdo the boys anytime you want to. <laughs> uh, you just have That's to, right. You just have to decide to do it. But when I can go on there and say, hey, look, y'all come look what Carly did today. You know, look at the fish she <laughs> caught or look at the duck. And they're like, daddy, I want to go with her. Or I want to do Aww. that. And it's like, yeah, I'm telling y'all you can do anything you want to. That's right. That's right. And I love I, I love seeing children get into it. Um, it, it. It excites me. It makes me, you know, it makes me feel good about our future, our future generation of, of, of hunters coming up. Um. It's it's nothing it's it nothing beats that right there is watching just kids enjoy the outdoors. Well, and we've 
we, we talk about it on here a good bit. We are always doing something with children outside, whether it's ours or other people's, but mm-hmm. you know, the wildlife expo that we do through Delta waterfowl every year, the, the first mm-hmm. program, you know, we try to get a couple hundred kids and would love to grow that program. You know, COVID got us this year and kind of slowed us down, but it, it is so cool to see kids local that, you know, hey, Mr. Jake, I, I got that BB gun. I wanted your thing. Or, you know, let me show you this picture of this deer I got. And it's, Aww. yeah, but show me what you got. Let me, let me hear the story. I got to hear the full story because you can That's learn right. a lot of stuff from children, especially like where they were hunting because they're, it's like, baby, hold on, don't tell me exactly where you were at. <laughs> you got to watch what you tell in Amy County, baby. You don't tell it all. <laughs> It'll be somebody else slipping so over funny. there. <laughs> But Carly, you've been, a lot of what we've seen lately, I know you've been posting a lot of, of white perch pictures. Tell us some about what you've oh, got going yeah. on with that. Oh, yeah. The, white, the, the crappie fishing here lately, the fall bite, it has been on fire here at Grenada Lake, um, which, you know, I, I work for Grenada Lake Charters. So, I mean, we're, we're fishing daily, every day, Monday through Sunday. Um, and it's just been, amazing i mean we're pulling up we're pulling up some big fish um it's at, well right now it's actually we'll we'll stop fishing at the end of november uh it kind of it slows down and you know they they drop the lake here uh throughout the winter but uh we'll be starting back up in the spring again going all the way to november and it, i mean it is it's a blast i love it uh I never thought I would. I've been, like I, I, we were talking about before, I've been, I love the all types of fishing. Bass fishing, you know, that, that's been probably the biggest, biggest one I've done. You know, I've, I've fished tournaments before. Um, but everything suddenly changed when, when all the, this Garmin live scope came out. And, uh, now you're able to hunt the fish. I mean, you're, you're able to see all types of fish. You can tell the difference. You take that live scope out there and then, uh, you see the crappie on the screen and, and now you can get to where you can, uh, just pitch out, pitch your, your jig out to them and you watch that bait go right down on top of its head and you see that fish attack it and you've got a fish on. Um, it's amazing. It, that, that live scope has definitely changed the game of fishing. It's that detailed that you can. It's. It's like a video game in a, on a screen. Now, this may be some fishing I'm going to have to try. Yeah, I'm just I, I think we're going to have to go up and make a trip. Absolutely. Y'all, y'all call me whenever y'all get ready. We will go. It's some, I think any fisherman that, that has not had the experience to, to fish with one of these live scopes, they need to. It is unreal. I mean, you're able to see everything from all the structure uh just from different types of fish you're you're looking at underwater you know you can tell the difference between a bass catfish crappie gar you can see gar um it's just it's amazing it's amazing at what garmin did um and hey and and i'll tell you one thing every people they're starting to hear about them um and then they're, I mean, it's, it's, it's a game changer, like I said. Well, I, I know I've 
I've been on and off, you know, crappie, white perch, fish, whatever you want to call it, you know, on and off throughout my whole life. And I've always been one of those people that somebody could call me and said, hey, look, at so-and-so late, we tore them up yesterday. We're going back tomorrow. You want to come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring my boat. We'll come over there, catch a cooler full. Well, I'll, I'll go out there. It's particularly one instance. So we went to a lake in Louisiana, Oxbow Lake, and went over there and found found the people I was going to meet and we could sit up under the same cypress trees with the same jig. They're filling the boat up and I'm just sitting there jigging right along, catch two <laughs> fish all day. I've just <laughs> always been one of those white perch fishermen my whole life. And it's uh and I seen some of your pictures the other day, I'm like, I don't know what they're doing, but this is <laughs> something I've never even experienced in my entire life. It's amazing. I'm telling you. Look, I'll get out there now, which, uh, the live scope, it, it takes a lot of practice to be able to get used to it. But I mean, it's just something you, it's just one of those things where you got to work with it every day to be comfortable with it. You see what I'm saying? But, yeah. um, you take that live scope and, and you're able to see all types of fish. You can tell the difference between a small crappie and a big old crappie, the ones you want. And I'll, I'll just troll around and I'm seeing small, small, small. And then bam, it's like a football on the screen right there, just lit up. I said, that's the one I want. I'll, I'll pitch out to that. I'll, and then as soon as my bait drops down and I get right on top of his head, he attacks it and I pull that fish up just like that. And. And then, I mean, that's, that's, that's part, that's it. You've got the fish and it's some big fish in this lake. See, Jeremy, she makes that sound real easy. But what she didn't say is when I pitched it out, I got it hung in the tree, snagged four things and scared the fish 12 times. Um, right. Yeah, right. She, she made that sound real easy. And I'm thinking it's not quite that you and I fish about the same on that, that <laughs> schedule there. Well, so. I tell you what, it's, it's, it's took me a lot of practice though. I, I've done it a lot of times. Uh, every, you know, it's been a lot of mornings where I've gotten frustrated, you know, but, um, it's, you know, that, like I said, that's part of it. But when you learn it and, um, you get used to it, it's, it's addictive is what it is. I tell everybody that, uh, that come, that comes in the, the hunting store here in Grenada at Lakeway. Um, when we we sell the live scopes in the store and they want, they come in, they want to know all about it. And I was like, well, here, let me get my, let me get my videos out on my phone and I'll show you, <laughs> I'll show you how addictive it is. And, um, when they see me just pitching out to a, a fit, to a crappie and they're seeing my bait underwater dropping down to that fish and they see that fish just start swimming towards it and just attacks it. They're like, now that's what I want. And I'm like, well, we can hook you up with it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing though. It's just, it's under, everybody needs to try it. Everybody needs to try it. You're hunting the fish with it. Now, Carly, you know, my, my history or past with white perch fishing, you got two, three men in a boat and everybody's got one pole and you're jigging off your side of the boat in your area. Mm-hmm. Now, are y'all running multiple rigs? Oh, uh, we do. Or... We, uh, it just depends, you know, on how many clients we get in, uh, how many, you know, couples we take out per boat. Um, we'll troll 
um, you know, with a few poles, um, just depending on, you know, if, I mean, some people, you know, they're wanting to try this to pitch out to them and, and try to see the bait drop. And it just, it, it honestly it just depends, but, um, anything from trolling to, to pitching out to the fish. Well, I know some of the rigs, you know, a lot of folks coming through Amit County, come through Liberty and they'll stop and get gas or ice or whatever they're doing. They headed out to Lake Mary when the bite's on. And you'll see some setups where it looks like they're dropping 40 poles at once. You know, it's like, <laughs> Spider oh, rigging, God, yeah. how in the world do you even keep up with that? I know as soon as I dropped the second one, the first one would take off. And then I've got a tangled up mess or I've thrown the pole in the water trying to get the first one. It's a, it's a lot to it than what you think. I mean, when we do that too, you know, we'll have poles set up front, front end to back end and we, uh, we number them. So when the clients, you know, we'll have two up front, two in the back, and, you know, we're like, number five, number five. <laughs> They're like, all right, they'll grab that one, and then all of a sudden you got one in the back, and you got to, you know, like, number number 10. <laughs> um, but it's a y'all lot. Y'all tell them it, it, it sounds like the bingo hall out there whenever it y'all is. <laughs> <laughs> we need bells on the poles. It sounds like a, a, a song, like a little a jingle song. It's it's a good time though well you know out over the years when we've been out tuna fishing or something if you've got four to six eight people in a boat you'll take turns you know whoever's will Mm -hmm. draw numbers and whoever's up next you know when it when the line goes that's the person on the rod and then if somebody gets tired we'll swap out and you know help each other out but is that kind of way y'all do that when you said number five or number ten or four well Everybody it, it just depends. We um, so we've got different. We've got about seven guides full time. Um, it you know, and the way they've got their setup, it just you know we've got like two pontoons. We can put four people on. Um, from bay boats, we can you know we can fit three people on. So there's really no. I mean, you don't have to. We're not taking turns. It's not you know if they call and want to book a trip for their party. We're gonna we're gonna put them on a boat where they're comfortable, where they don't have to take turns, um, and they can you know they can fish all day. Um, well, if you've got seven guides, you've got a full time job just trying to keep everybody organized and booked it, with a it hunt, is it, it's it's, it's a, a it's a daily it's a daily job for sure. Yeah, especially <laughs> if y'all are running seven days a week because you you're gonna have boats down or equipment down and. And yes, you're going to have days where you don't have clients yes, or you have clients want to book at the last minute. Yes, sir. It, it's all of that. All, I mean, we do. We have all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, when those clients get in and, and they get to fish and, you know, they leave happy, that's, that's what counts. I mean, and they all do, you know, once they get to experience this, um, they come back for more. <laughs> Yeah, if they're catching the size fish that you're posting on on social media, those are absolute slabs. What what are they those? Are. are those four or five pound fish? What are those most in your? Oh, uh, well, no, they're probably heavy twos, heavy twos. Um, well, this several of right them you posted, three. I've looked and I've been like, that's got to be a four pound fish. Good lord, that's a big fish. No, I haven't yet to catch that one <laughs> big. I mean, if I ever caught one that big, it'd Man, it'd be a, I'd have to mount that one. 
Well, <laughs> well, the pictures you've been posting have definitely been some some big hogs compared to what we're used to catching down here. It's like, man, you know, if it's if it's longer than you, you know, up your past your hand and up a little bit, that's a that's a good sized fish. But uh, you've had some on there that have been clear to my elbow. There, I'm telling you, there's some big fish here in Grenada, which Grenada like, I mean, it's known. Um, it's like one of the, it's the, actually, I don't want to say it's one of the top lakes in the U.S. I mean, I'll get calls every day, clients from, you know, they'll fly in from all over to get on this fishing and they'll, they'll, they'll fly down here and, and which we, we provide an all inclusive, uh, package where they'll get to come and stay in one of our cabins and, and have meals and fish. Um, and they love it. I mean, you know, they get to, they get to catch their, their dream fish. You know, they they come down and they're like, I don't, I want to catch a big fish. And that's what they want. And that's what they'll get. And they'll leave happy. And they want more after that. You know, I guess that right there goes to tell you that not everybody's dream is the same dream. <laughs> Because I don't know if I've ever had a white perch or a crappie on my mind as being my dream fish. Yeah. So that's that's think, a, yeah that's I, unique I think all that's in a its own. Different from for for us down here, which I think it's it's just it's normal, I guess, for us. Um, you yeah, know, people up I, I north, you know, they're like, "Oh, I want catching. this fish. I want it. This is what I want. I want to go catch, you know, a mess of crappie, or um, they call it, you know, crappie from up north." <laughs> But uh, they do, they do. I get all kind of names for for the crappie, but um, Sakale. That that's one right there. I got hit with uh, several months ago. Um, it was a couple out of Louisiana, and uh, they called the office, uh, my phone, and I answered it. And uh, they're like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm like, "Good." He's like, we want to get in on it. We've been seeing pictures and posts. We want, we want to get in on it. We want to catch these big fish. And uh, but they, they didn't say fish. They said the, the so- how did you say soc- yeah. 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 And I'm like, I kind of. We don't have those. <laughs> I, I turned my head and I'm like, that's got to be another term. That that I know. I'm like, okay. We can, we'll like, put we you on them. <laughs> I'm like, we sure can. <laughs> That's a fish you've been seeing oh, on my we'll post. Uh, all right. Yeah. Look, but yeah, it's know. a good time. It's a good time. You know, um, the owner, Jason Golding, you know, he, he's the owner of Grenada Lake Charters. He's got, he's got it set up. He does, uh, which he's been hunting and fishing all his life. Um, He's definitely a, he's a role model of mine for sure. Well, Carly, switching gears here just a second. You know, I become, you know, whenever we, I started following you on social media, I saw a lot of pictures of a lot of mallards. <laughs> how did you get into duck hunting and kind of how, how is that going for you today? Oh, I, I've, I've duck hunted, um, uh, I went a few times when I was little. Uh, I got into it as I was growing up more and more. I mean, it was just one of those things where, uh, and I hunted public. It was nothing but public and, and having, which I know if y'all, y'all hunted public before, just a um, little bit, sleeping in a vehicle till about three in the morning, 
and uh, getting to put your boat in at 4 a.m. and and getting to to race to the duck hole and get everything set up. That was just one of those things that I I enjoyed it really. I mean, it was it was a rush, and then you know getting the hole you wanted and just and just seeing those ducks. I mean, it, if it was a good day, you had a good day. Um, but all in all, I mean, I, I enjoy duck hunting. Uh, I hope it continues to, <laughs> to be good. I mean, um, I know each year that I've been going, it, it's not, it's not been that good. Um, hopefully something will change. Hopefully this year it'll be, it'll be, you know, it'll be better than it was. I know last year it was tough. I don't know about, I don't know what y'all think about that, but it was, it was really tough last year. Oh, it was it was um, one of the tougher tougher years we've uh, had. I mean, we we had some good hunts last year, but I mean, just talking to a bunch of different people throughout the year that we've had on the podcast and the show is, it's it was tough for a lot of people, and yeah. and it, it it turned out to be one of I guess you know one of our tougher seasons because I mainly hunt public in Mississippi. That's what that's what I've been doing for the last heck fifteen years, and it's uh it was one of the tougher years, but we had still had some good hunts. And that's what I was wondering about is you primarily hunting, you know, public land in Mississippi? Are you traveling across different states? Yeah. Uh, in Mississippi, mostly public. Uh, there's a couple of places, uh, uh, private leases. I'll get to go and hunt. Um, but now working along with Drake Waterfowl, I will get to travel to a lot of different states to hunt, which, you know, I'm very blessed for that. And those have been some of my top hunts. I, I mean, that's just, that there is, a, it, it's addictive as well. There's nothing like, I mean, seeing green just fly right into your spread and, and, and just, and just busting some beaks, you know. Um, it's a good time. I love it. I love, I love, and I love having, you know, your friends with you while you're, while you're getting, while you're getting to shoot ducks. But yeah, I do, uh, like I said, Mississippi, it, it's, it's harder, um, especially for public land, but, um, well, you got once you, on. once you, once you get out of the state, it's, it, it tends to be better. And you go, you go up north to hunt. Like, uh, this year I've got a big hunt coming up in uh, Missouri. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, that's in that, yeah, that's coming up right in December. So uh, I'm excited about that. Hopefully we can get on some big ducks. Now, Carly, are you like I am? Now, Jeremy's a green man. He likes to shoot mallards. That's right. I don't really care. That's right. It, it, uh, a, a gadwall, a teal, a spoonie, I don't care. Uh-huh. It, it's, I, I'm an equal love, opportunity. I love shooting teal. They're fun. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I'm a wing shooter. I, I grew up, uh, you know, the shotgun, I, I love shooting. I just, I love shooting a bird. If it's, if it's in front of me and if it allows me to throw my gun up and lead it and shoot it, I'm, I'm, I'm most likely going to do it. You know what I mean? But, uh, now I love some green, but, uh, you know, I've actually, I've, I've been on a, some good, um, uh, wood duck hunts before and, and those are just as fun to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, Jacob says I'm all about mallards. Yeah, I love killing mallards. But I tell you, there's there will be those days 
if you've had four or five, you know, hunts to where it hasn't turned out, I turned into Jacob in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) That old boot lip lip comes in and he looks good. (laughs) Oh, ain't no doubt about it. Ain't no doubt about it. I mean, it's just me though. I like, I like hunting timber. I like hunting in the woods. I'm not much of a field hunter. You know, I do it for, I do it from time to time, but I just, I love hunting in the woods. I love killing mallards in the woods. And, you know, along with that comes your wood ducks, your gadwall. But, you know, I see, uh, I see you, you have, it looks like your fair share of, you know, killing ducks and, and was yeah. just, just curious about that of, of how that yeah. transpired for you and, and what you Yeah, it's awesome. Were. It's awesome for sure. I love, I mean, I love duck hunting. I, I mean, it's, like I said, it's, it's another one of those things. I, I enjoy uh, traveling to shoot ducks, um, but I'm gonna I'm have to be honest with you. I I hunt everything else. I do everything else you can think of to pass the time to turkey season. Cannot oh, get enough talk, of turkey talk hunting. Talk to me. I now, cannot get enough of it. Now if, we're if, getting I mean, to my other talk religion. Hours on turkey hunting. Now we're getting to my other religion. Talk to That's me. That's it. <laughs> I will chase them fool things all over the country. I do not care. I will too. I will jump in a vehicle in a minute to go chase a turkey. <laughs> well, I tell everybody all the time, I have two two passions in the outdoors. I have turkey season one and duck season two. Everything else fills the time or fills space. Because where we live at, you can't duck hunt, you know, anywhere close. So, you know, you deer hunt, we... we squirrel hunt whatever in between till i get to go on a next duck hunt but now turkey season i can turkey hunt right out my back door so you know there there's 30 40 within within 30 40 miles there's some of the greatest turkey hunting in the country down in this part of the world so i mean you can you can really stretch your legs out people talk about well you look like you lose weight during turkey season my lord i ought to i walk five ten miles a day that's dang right. When that sucker that gobbles, right. So. I'll lose sleep. I'll. It'll be to where by the end of the week, I mean, I just, I look sick from it, and I am. I am. It makes me sick. It. It's one of those things where, you know, like my daddy got me on turkey hunting as well, um, just like everything else. But I, I truly, truly didn't become like passion or, or how do I explain this? It didn't get become addictive to me until I think I was like around 13, 14. Uh, because I, you know, I, I understood more as I was growing up, I was understanding more and more. Um, and I started going solo because, you know, around that age, I was like, you know, daddy, I've got this. I don't need your help, dad. <laughs> I've got this. And, um, uh, I've been hunting that alone ever since then, and I've learned so, so much about it. And, and turkey hunting, just waking up and before the sun, you know, the sunrise, and I'll be out there. Shoot, I'll be out there an hour early just because I'm so excited, and I can't wait. And uh, and and everything starts waking up. And I know, I know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Y'all have been through this. When the birds start you're, chirping, you're just and the you're standing start. there, and or sitting, whichever, and you're you're watching and hearing everything come alive. And all of a sudden, you hear that thunder, 
It, I mean, it is, it, your heart, my, well, especially mine, it flutters. And I just, I, I get, I get as close as I can. I hear it one time and I take off. It's on from then. Oh, we understand. I promise I do. It's a, <laughs> oh, no doubt. It's a bad obsession. Look, last day of season, Jeremy and I fooled one yeah. on his place and, we just couldn't. Jeremy, what that dang thing stayed in the tree till what eight thirty? Yeah, it, it was late. We had to. Late. We both had to go. We both had things we had to go do, and it was like, why is that fool in the tree? I mean, he, <laughs> sh- he should not. He should be on the ground in front of us. You know, I should have him on camera, and Jeremy should have him flopping on the ground right now. And right. that crazy thing stayed in that tree, and he gobbled what he easy sixty seventy times. Oh, that without a doubt. I mean, he gobbled his fool mm. head off and just mm. would not leave the tree. It was something he had seen. There was a hen still up in the tree is what it was. but That's what it was, yeah. But there was another hen that had pitched down and run all over us, and she's making all kind of racket over where we're at, and it's like, oh, he's got to come play. No. She finally drifted off, and he stayed up. He had the one girl in his, you know, in his that, sights that he wanted to talk to. and That dominant hen. That dominant hen will get you every time. And I, I mean, I've learned, like I said, I've learned so much. I'm no professional by no means, but I mean, I've hunted a lot and I've, I've learned a lot. And that dominant hen that comes in there, that's, it's always, it's one in every group. It's one in every group. She, she'll mess the, she'll mess the game up for sure. Well, I've been turkey hunting for over 30 years, just. Not trying to say how old I am, but for a long time. <laughs> and it never fails. Something's not going to go right some of the time. And that's what makes it so addictive. Because, I mean, if, it, right. if everything just went the way you wanted it to every single time, it'd be like, ah, oh, this is boring. That's but right. It it could be anything. It could be a limb breaking in a tree. It could be the wind rustling a bush behind you that has nothing to do with you. You haven't moved, haven't done anything wrong. A coyote, uh, a hen, anything in the world can mess something up. And you're like, okay, hadn't had that one happen yet. Uh, what just happened? <laughs> and you sit there and you go to question yourself, like, what did, what did I do wrong? Well, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I should have been over another 10 feet. You know, it's that to me is part of the allure. That's, that's what attracts me back to it is, okay, sucker, you got me today, but I'm coming to get you tomorrow. That's right. Then it Redeem. A, then it Get revenge. A contest yeah. Between me and him. That's yeah. right, and it happens. I mean, that's part of hunting. You know, um, any any little thing can happen, but like you said, that's what makes us want more of it. Well, and part of the, you know, people when you grow up, you see people and they call and they they're just awesome callers. And I'm not an awesome caller. I'm an okay caller. I I tell people I'm a hunting <laughs> caller. I can do just enough to get it done all day long. That's Am I going right. to win a contest? No, I'm not even going to enter a contest. But if you want to go meat call, I can go play with that. But mm-hmm. being able to call in an animal and get it to respond back, and whether you're outsmarting by outmaneuvering or you go, okay, I know where he's going up here. If I call, there's the hens. I'm going to get in between him and the hens, and he's coming here. You know, it's a strategy. It's kind of like playing chess or checkers. There's a strategy to it. But being able to call to him, like like ducks, you know, it just, to me, that adds more of the 
because when you do, you're like, all right, I did that. You know, I, I was able to sweet talk him in and, and we got that done. That's right. And that to me has just always been part of the, the attraction to it. It's, it, it's a great feeling knowing, you know, from the beginning, you know, you wake up and you're out there and, and you hear one year two and you just, you choose which one you want to go after. Um, and everything, everything that you plan out in your mind goes accordingly and goes right and you, you seal the deal. It's, it's that feeling right there. It's like undescribable. Um, I mean, like last year, for instance, uh, I was on one. Um, I had him, I mean, he was, he was on fire. I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you how many, how many times he, he gobbled. I just, it was so many, any little thing, any little thing that would just go off or set him off. It was just every time, every time. And, uh, that makes my heart just flutter every time I hear it. But, uh, I hunted him from like, <laughs> it was like five, th- six, five thirty six to like 10, 10 30. I mean, I stayed on him for that long and I finally sealed the deal and hunting that long. And, you know, you're at the end, you're just, you're out of breath kind of (laughs) almost and you're, you're, you're sweaty and you're like, Oh my gosh, did I just, did I really just do this? Like this really just happened. And I'm like, all right, I'm coming back. I gotta come. I gotta, I gotta have more of it. It's amazing. It really is. Carly, I took one, I, I took a bird several years ago, not to interrupt you there, but it was one of those monsoon rains. You know, it was just <laughs> a downpour. And this turkey mm-hmm. and I had been battling back and forth for a couple of days, and he hit a, a wide open field, and I said, uh-huh, sucker, I know where you're going. Well, I took off, ran around, creek ditch, crawled through some briars, got up and got set up. And it took him over an hour to cross that field in that drowning rain. And it was like, what in the world are you doing? You're supposed to be up somewhere else, you know, laid up, you know, head under your wing, you know, staying out of the rain. No, this fool's out there with two hens and he's just, he's putting on a show out this flooding rain. Mm. And it was raining so hard that you didn't even want to pull your phone out and take a picture well, finally, right. he broke off from them or they broke off from, from him. And I yelped one time, well, here he came on a run. And after hours of sitting through the rain, it was just over just like that. Well, I get my drowned rat looking turkey. I mean, he, he looked pitiful. <laughs> I get him. I come up to the office. Well, I've got on a, a leaf suit, all my camouflage. And I mean, I pull my gloves off and it looks like I've been in a bathtub for about four hours. My fingers are all pruned up. The ladies at my office just looked at me like, have you lost your mind? No, I'm going to be eating fresh turkey nuggets tonight. Uh, That's right. I hadn't lost my mind. That's part of the game. Uh, You know, it was just, but it was one of those that you think back and it's like, that was pretty, you know, it it was, it wasn't lightning, thank goodness, but the rain would have made most sane people say, all right, I'm going to, I'll come back food with him tomorrow. That's right. I mean, I've, I've been in that position before too where i mean early in the morning i mean it's 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 thundering and they're and they're answering to thunder like 
Mm-hmm. They're they are just sounding off to every little thunder that that just and I'm like this you can't get any better than this and then here comes that rain and I'm like oh man but it happens though um that's just more memories you can make from it you'll have good days you'll have bad days but that's what keeps us going back for more well tell us one of your since we're on turkey hunts, tell us one of your most memorable turkey hunts. Have you got one that just mm. stands out above oh, I, others? Oh, I do. I do. I really do. Uh, this is the one. This is where I killed my double beard uh, three years ago. Um, and then, honestly, it was a, the fastest hunt I have ever had. Uh, and it was right behind my house. Never had any pictures of turkeys back there before just i mean it was just one of those where i went outside and um i heard you know once you hear a a bird and you know what it just it's in your mind it's it's just one of those sounds that you automatically know what it is you you have and i heard that i'm like i know i know for a fact that wasn't that wasn't a gobbler and then i'm like and I, I kept hearing, I'm like, now that's a bird. I'm like, that's a bird. So I kept listening, and he's way, 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 way on back in there. And uh, I'm like, are you kidding? I'm like, right here behind my house, there is there is a bird back there. He, I mean, he's just hammering. And I'm like, I've got to kill this bird. Like, I've got to kill this bird. <laughs> so I threw my clothes on my boots, and I grabbed my shotgun, and I hauled butt back there got as close as I can well he shut up for a few minutes and I was like dang you know I'm like he's done got hinned up or something something happened and um I had got my slate call out and um you know I called up one time and he answered right then and I'm like I can kill this bird I can kill this bird so I got a little bit closer and I just I popped my little lucky hen up right there. There we had like a little uh, it's it's just like a road. So I popped her up in the middle and I got on the side there on a, on a pine tree, and I hit that slate call one more time, and he's right there. You can he's so close you feel it in your chest. Like I mean you can hear him. He's spitting and drumming. You can feel it. You know mm-hmm. most of the time you know you tell people it's not you can't really hear that. You can feel it more than hear it. And, uh, and I, and I see just something in the woods. I said, that's him right there. And he comes on out and I'm, in this point, I'm shaking. Like I'm shaking my heart. I feel like I'm about to die. Uh, and I, my breathing, I'm like, all right, I got to calm down. I got to calm down. Everything's working out. I just got to calm down and, and do the job. So I, he steps on out in that road and he's putting on. The most beautiful show. I mean, he's turning this, this way, that way, just full fanned out. And, um, I, I'd reached down there and, um, I was hid behind some brush. So, I mean, he, he really couldn't see me as well as I could see him. But now you know about the Mississippi birds. They can see pretty much everything. They spooky, but, uh, they are. And I hit that. I just did it very, very lightly. And that's all it took. And he came on into that hen. And um I killed him. I think it was like right at 31 steps. 
I think I'm pretty sure that was. But uh, I was back at home at 7.30, 7, 7, 7.15, 7.30. Uh, but I got up when I shot him. He, he, I mean, I flipped him, and I, you know, I'm, I left my shotgun there. I got up and just ran to him, and uh, I grabbed him, and uh, I waited till he was, he wasn't flopping anymore, and laid him down, got to looking at him, and I be dog, he had two beards, two beautiful long beards, and I started crying. Man, I cried. <laughs> I was just, I was so happy, and um. I was like, this one's getting mounted for sure. And uh, there was a little, it was a pine pine tree that was kind of broke off that he had stepped over. And that's what I got him mounted onto. So um, that that's very special to me. That's awesome. Yeah. I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy everything. But turkey hunting, man, you can't beat it. <laughs> It's in my top two. I'm going to say it's number two to duck hunting for me, but it's, uh, between duck hunting and turkey hunting, it's one. That's what, that's what I love. It's number one. That's right. Number one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got my flag up yeah, over duck, here. It's number duck one. Duck hunting, it, it's, it's awesome. I, you know, it's I, a close two, but I, it, it, turkey's still one. <laughs> I'm going to have to agree with you, Jacob. <laughs> I am on this one. I'm going to have to, but I love to duck hunt now. I, and, uh, you know, most people are like, you stand out in that water when it's freezing cold. I'm like, I sure do. And it feels like a million bucks. <laughs> well, Carly, I tell, I tell everybody they ask chest, me that. Chest high in about in 20 degrees or below, just shooting mallards. I mean, it's it's awesome. But Well, I tell everybody that asks me, turkey hunting's my solo sport, maybe with one other person. Yeah. yeah. Duck hunting's your multi-crowd sport. You've got four or five, ten, you know, six, eight, ten buddies with you, depending on, you know, how big or wherever you're hunting at, whether you're hunting pits or timber or whatever. But mm-hmm. you can, that's your social sport. Where turkey hunting is my solo. Uh, it's me and one other person or just me and the bird running. So that's that's, that's the right. biggest difference to me. Uh, you know, one's, one you can kind of shoot the breeze with, where the other one you better be deathly quiet, <laughs> only making the right sounds. That's right. That's right. They're both yep. um, great, great creatures to hunt for sure. Um, but man, no doubt. Well, Carly, look, we really enjoyed it. Thank you for being absolutely. on with us. Absolutely. Thank y'all for having me. Yes, and we're uh, gonna have to do this again before long. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and tell everybody where they can find you at on social media. Check your pictures out. You know, if they want to want to book a fishing trip, will you just tell everybody how they can oh, get in touch yeah. with you? Yeah, so uh Facebook, I got a Facebook page. It's Carly Joe Williams Outdoor Enthusiast. I've got an Instagram handle. It's uh Carly uh Carly Joe Williams dot thirty two. You can find me on there. I've got a YouTube, uh you can subscribe to that. It's my name, Carly Joe Williams. Um and uh, for fishing, um uh, I work with Grenada Lake Charters here in Grenada, Mississippi. Uh we'll be booking up for next spring. So if y'all want to get on the action, check out this live scope. It's unreal. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it. It it's I can't explain it to you. Um, but yeah, uh, Grenade Lake Charters. Uh, you can look us up. There, they've got a Facebook as well. Uh, website, the phone numbers on it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. 
Good deal, Charlie. We appreciate it. And everybody, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Outdoor Country Talk. God bless. Thank y'all. God bless. Well, ain't nothing like a southerner. Lord, to make you feel all right. I got the windows down. I got the radio on. I got the music crank way of life.